Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Graded Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined, as always, on Friday mornings by my friend, Rich Rebar. We're picking our five favorite games against the spread. Uh, you know, we're, we're locking these in. We'll see what happens with, uh, you know, quarterbacks getting ruled out and left tackles getting ruled out. I mean, it is, it is, um, it's, it's absolutely insane, but we are, we're going to do the best that we can. Rich, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I mean, last night's game was was fun. Uh, the discourse was fun on, on Twitter, as always, you know, in an island game to have a bunch of decisions like that. Like if that game is on Sunday, there's still discourse. But the fact is on Thursday, uh, you know, definitely made the social media uh, pretty, pretty hot and pretty hot last night. Yeah. And, and, still uh, this morning. <laughs> and we got we got a little bit of Mahomes actually playing like Mahomes, which uh you i mean i i love to see it i don't know how much other people uh, love to see you know chargers fans of which i guess there are a couple they don't love to see it but and and patriots fans have to be the ones who hate to see it the most right knowing knowing that the that the team still has that gear and that kelsey is not um a corpse like that's that to me that was the the biggest takeaway is that kelsey uh can still move i mean for three quarters of that game it was like shit is this like are, do we only need the chiefs to play the raiders uh yeah and then like then we had that hot fourth quarter i mean mahomes missing that throw to hardman it was just like wow it's like everything broken for real still like and then we had that nice hot hot fourth quarter to kind of alleviate things but yeah the chiefs still feel like a little bit off oh for sure yeah i mean <laughs> they, they still don't feel and maybe they never will again right maybe yeah, they'll true. never maybe they'll never be the 2019 chiefs ever again right and that's fine we will always have, we'll always have those memories. Um, but uh, it, it is a little bit of a bummer. Like it's a little bit of a bummer to watch them struggle. Like, even if you don't like the chiefs, it's gotta be a little bit of a bummer to see them, you know, have to fight for it, whatever. Uh, all right, dude, let's do it. You're number five. Let's see it. I'm ready to get ugly right away. Uh, I'm going to take the Texans. I, I, I knew you were going to take the Texans. I, I, I was like getting ready to prepare for this because the Jaguars are not on my list. I was like, Reeves is going to have the Texans 1 million percent. <laughs> yeah. I listen, try to cheer. You know me very well. I mean, I wouldn't have had this if it didn't, we didn't get that. If it didn't move. Yeah, yeah. But I knew, I knew you'd be like, no ways, no way is the switch from urban Meyer to Daryl Bevel worth a point and a half. I mean, it's up to like, you can get it at five in some five. spots. 
and yeah. that's wild to me. And that's just too much. Like that's just too many points. Uh, well, it's only the third time the Jaguars have been favored since the start of last year. They're actually zero and two in those games. One of them was Week One. Was against facing. the Texans. And, and the Texans have just been. And, and maybe it flips. You know, it definitely feels like everyone in the room uh, is is feels like a fre- breath of fresh air that just Herb is gone. They don't have to deal with this anymore. If you saw the Daryl Bevel press conference, I mean, you could t- definitely tell like Herb had not one ally in that team. Like there was no nobody, yeah. Not not from the reporters. Lawrence like, Lawrence, no... hate, Lawrence hated him too, which I think to me is yeah. I, I the reason why this isn't on my list is I and you know I hate to go real football guy on this shit. Like I don't like doing this, but the talent gap between most NFL teams is not that large, especially when you're talking about down on the the bottom end here. And a lot of what happens in games is like I mean, one is strategy stuff, and two is effort stuff. And I think even an amateur observer could see that the Jaguars, like the last month of the season, were just not trying. Like they were, you know, they just were not giving it 110%. And they are going to be, I mean, how how riled up are they going to be for this game? So uh, clearly you are on the sharp side. I have no issue with the pick. I just could not bring myself. I could not bring myself to pick (laughs) either side here. Fair enough. I mean, I still go back to like the, the actual talent and product though, still too. And like the Texans have just been more game than the Jaguars. Uh, you know, I mean, they're uh, not that poorly coached really. Um, you know, I just think they've been a lot more game. Uh, you know, I think Davis Mills actually has played pretty decently. You know, he played pretty decently on Sunday. They just didn't cash in some touchdowns, uh, but he's thrown for over 300 yards his past two starts. Uh, I definitely he started out still... like 11 of 11 last yeah, week. I think. I think they could score some points in this game. And that's the biggest thing for me. I have with the Jaguars, even with this kind of, you know, weight lifted off their shoulders. Are they going to score any damn points, man? I mean, this team right. has just not scored any points. They can't they score any points. They haven't scored more than 17 points in a game since they're by Trevor Lawrence has played really bad. Like he's been, really he's even been not as bad as Zach Wilson. And, and it's crazy as, as in this game, I actually think Davis Mills is playing a lot better football than Trevor Lawrence, which is no, wild. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's inarguable. He's been better. I, it, how, how could you argue otherwise? Uh, since the bye, five and a half yards for pass attempt for Lawrence. Uh, he's completed eight, eight of 42 passes, 15 yards or further downfield. I mean, that doesn't uh, seem good. So, I mean, it's just too, I, like, I could definitely see the Jaguars. I hope they do come and win because I would love, like, Herb deserves everything he's getting uh, and everything, all the, just this, all this dunked on him. He deserves he, it all. He does. He does deserve it. Absolutely. That's very deserves true. it yeah. all. But so I would like to see him come out win this game. But if you're going to, if you're going to give me now like five instead of two and a half, like I'm just going to take those. The Jaguars shouldn't be five point favorites over anyone. So I have no <laughs> issue with that. Uh, my number five is just because the spread is so big, but it's the Arizona Cardinals on the road against the Detroit Lions. I, I don't, you know, the Hopkins injury, it's obviously it's not optimal for them winning the Super Bowl. Um, like, I think that that should alter how you view them in, you know, tight playoff games against the Buccaneers or the Rams or whatever, especially because I, I have a very bad feeling that what Cliff is going to do is he's not going to give Rondell more snaps. He's just going to keep everyone in their same position and play Antoine Wesley, which is like, well, okay, so. I think that's what he's going to do. My, my, if you wanted to feel bullish about Rondale, if you have him in best ball or if you're waiting for the, for the playoffs here, is that there's a difference between Hopkins being a game time decision every single week and trying to keep the offense the same so that when he comes back in, he can just sub back into his new, normal role versus knowing 
that he's not coming back and trying to reconfigure the offense to be most optimal without that piece. Um, but basically, I just think the Cardinals are going to have no problems here. The Lions are, mm-hmm. are down TJ Hawkinson. They're down DeAndre Swift. I mean, it, and they, they were a team that didn't really have top-end talent like that to lose to begin with, and, and they're just bad. You know, that, that's all I yes. got is that the, the, Cardinals are, the Cardinals are two touchdowns better than yes. them. Very, very easily. Uh, and, you know, I, I gave Cliff a lot of credit, and I was kind of singing his praise a little bit, saying like, oh, you know, uh, Mia Culpa, he deserves it. He's done a great job. And he did such a great job when Kyler and Hopkins were out in terms of like actually like game planning and calling plays those three games. Well, two of the three, they got they got flooded by the Panthers and the other one. But then when Kyler comes back Monday, they kind of got away from a lot of that stuff and just he was like, oh, I've got Kyler and Hopkins back. I'm gonna let Kyler do his Kyler thing. And like that kind of, you know, like you still be innovative, Cliff. So still get get back in the bag here. Like you know, hopefully that was a wake up call on Monday. It's like, hey, just because Kyler's back doesn't mean you still can just like move away from this like the creative stuff and the easy offense you were creating, like Kyler, they just had no easy offense on Monday night. And like, I would love to see some of that come back, but uh, it's a good spot for them to come back and bounce back and just destroy the lions who just don't have the assets, man. Like we got Craig Reynolds out here. Uh, What was the college Craig Reynolds went to? Oh, I don't even know. Did you see like, well, like, well, I had a bunch of stuff in my chat on Sunday, like, cause I was already live. And when Schefter sent the tweet that like the Lions are going to give Craig Reynolds, a bunch of carries and I was Cut, like, cuts town, cuts I'm town, like, gold, cuts town, <laughs> golden bears located in I was like, who the, Pennsylvania. I was like, who, who the fuck is Craig Reynolds? Like when they were like, they're like at Schefter signs. I'm like, who, I, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> uh, he's out here now as the default lead back. And I know Jamar Jefferson had the flu and like they had the flu go through their organization last week, but it's like, yeah, we're down to like the sun God and Craig Reynolds carrying the offense at this point. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's very much, um, it's just very not ideal. Yeah. It's uh, it's not great. So I'm uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm good there. Was did, did this one, did this one make your list or no? It didn't, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm all on board. Sure. I do yeah. have a couple big lines. This next one I have is a big line. Okay. What is your number four? Is it the Bills? My four is the Cowboys. And yeah, I'm going this back. Was my, they, this is my two. They hung on and they won for me last week. They made it interesting, but uh, didn't believe it. Shouldn't, it shouldn't have been interesting. That, it was 24 that, nothing. It was 24 nothing at halftime. The Dak pick six was the worst play of his career. That was the, that was the worst play. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if I've watched every snap the Dak has ever taken, but pretty close. And that is my opinion that it is the worst play he's ever made. But if you're going to say that a team is going to rotate between Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm, I'm just going to take whatever points you're going to give me and just yep. go with that. The Giants have been just objectively terrible too. They were down at one point in the Chargers game 30 to seven and they scored two late, just free touchdowns. But uh, yeah, I, I'm still in on the, the this Cowboys defense. Now that they got Randy Gregory back, uh, Dexter Lawrence, Michael Parsons now blitzing from like, man, Michael Parsons is a demon, just absolutely a demon time this season. So yeah. I, you know, they're not going to move the football, especially without Kadarius, Tony, uh, Saquon's dealing with this ankle injury. They're going to rotate these two bad quarterbacks. I just, I, that's really it. That's the imagine, <laughs> imagine rotating, imagine rotating between Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm. It's, I mean, just play Jake Fromm. just let him play. Who cares? Like apparently, like... <laughs> and apparently um, he's going to, apparently they, they want, this guy to keep his job apparently they want joe judge to keep his job that's like the that's like the latest thing 
Yeah, and it's an update. We, we I feel like my son's become part of the show a little bit. We talk about, yeah. you know, we're talking about it last night as we're watching the Thursday night game. We're talking about how, yeah, Joe Judge is basically locked into the job. Mar called him, I think, like basically like baby Bill Belichick. Like he's, like, it's just so amazing. My son's just on tilt. He's like, what, like, what's going to change? He was like, yeah. what's what really are we change? doing? He's like, oh, yeah, Gettleman's gone. They got rid of Jason Garrett, but like, it's still just Joe, like Joe Judge is still there. And they've got like to sit on the fence on Daniel Jones. It's just, but yeah, I don't know. I just think the Cowboys are supremely more talented. I know they haven't been playing; they've been playing their best football, like this is, football, But this but... is a great get right spot, right? I, I mean, the most ideal. It's a divisional. It's you know, divisional game. You wanna you wanna mm-hmm. jam on the divisional opponent. Um, sneaky fantasy spot because Cedric Wilson yes. and Noah Brown are on the COVID list. So unless they want to play Simi Fahoko or Malik Turner, I think we're looking at like ninety percent snap shares for the three wide receivers. So that's uh that's pretty nice. Uh, haven't heard anything on Pollard either way. Um, now I mean it matters. It matters for Zeke a little bit, but uh, this one this one did not make my yeah. List. They're too close. But, you, you think you've given up putting money in investing money at the Cowboys? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So my number four, <laughs> just because I I'm not even confident this game ends up getting played, but it's the Raiders minus three and a half points against the Browns. I mean, it, it seems like the Browns are not even going to have a full roster at this point they're down to nick mullins at quarterback they don't have jarvis landry you know it's just uh it's just dpj and uh i think higgins is on the COVID list so who knows after that i I guess david and joku is back but i mean we're already hearing from the browns players that they basically expect to lose this game so like what's the point like what are we doing here I mean, this one, I just, this is a, just like, I'm just going to go watch Spider-Man on Saturday at three o'clock and then just like come back and hope. Oh, I'm not watching. I'm not watching this game. <laughs> I mean, it's, I just, I have no idea what, what's going to happen in this game. If it's going to be, cause like the Browns still could probably run the football. <laughs> so it's like, how oh, is it just like the Thursday night game when the line shifted after Baker was out and they just like ran the football down the Broncos throat. The entire right. Night. Right. Like, does that end up happening? Cause defensively they've got guys out and, you know, Tack McKinley and John Johnson are out and Malik, Malik, Malik McDowell, but it's like miles Garrett's still playing. Like, it's like, sure. Well, Denzel Ward's still playing. Like this Raiders team hasn't really done. They haven't scored any points. It's like, all right. So like, what are we, are they going to be able to move the football? So I don't know. I'm just leaving this one alone. Uh, I have no idea what happens, but yeah. It's, yeah. I have no, I have spot. no, I, I have no idea what happens either, but I just know that the Browns uh, are definitely down bad. Well, there was this, there was this quote from a Browns defensive player that they said, you know, why are they making us play this game? Derek Carr is going to carve us up. And like, anytime you're afraid of Derek Carr, <laughs> that makes me feel like as, as like a team mentality, you're just ready to go into a game and lose. So that's my, yep. that's my number four, but obviously uh, my, my uh, confidence intervals on yeah. this one are, are fairly low. Yeah. No problem with it. It's, it's going to be gross, man. It's going to be yeah. gross. My three is actually the other Saturday game. You and, have uh, you have the you have the Browns? Uh no, the Patriots. Oh, no, this is my number 1. Okay. Or no, my number 2, my number 2. Yeah, yeah. I have the Patriots. Uh I actually show the Patriots should be favored on my through my what, That's what like, everyone's saying. I've seen I've seen multiple people who are are pretty good at sports But it hasn't like, moved. Yeah. Like it, it from the start of the week it hasn't moved, which is you know Bizarre. kind of like all right am i am i totally on the wrong side of this again too like we were at the Bengals last week <laughs> but uh but yeah um uh, i mean just... zach fucking taylor's head is so far up his ass i mean they should have they they, they should have they should have won that game by by 10 
I mean, you had two drop punts, which hurt us in the first half. They suck out. They actually took the lead in overtime, too. I was like, well, we don't deserve this, but I'll take it if I can win this. Well, spoiler, but... spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I'm going back to the Bengals this week, so. Okay, I considered them, but uh, just I'm the, I think I have like the, I've just been beaten too much. It's like the Anthony Lynn last year. I've just been like beaten down too many times. I think it's just right. Um, but uh, back to the Patriots and the Colts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually don't think that like, the, like there's some big like boogeyman narrative that, like the Patriots are gonna like be able to like shut down Jonathan Taylor. I actually don't believe that that's true. I don't believe uh, I don't believe that either. I no, mean, they, certainly they'll they'll put that like Bill Belichick has some plans, but Jonathan Taylor's still gonna do his thing. But he's anytime, gonna get it, he's gonna get his hundred yards and a touchdown. But any time that like it, for this team and the 49ers and they play good teams. It's always going to come down to me believing in Carson Wentz and Jimmy Garoppolo. And I don't believe in Carson Wentz at all. Exactly. Like, he's, he hasn't been – and he the narrative around Carson Wentz has been really odd this season because a lot of people think he's played, like, really tremendous football, and he really hasn't. <laughs> he really hasn't. He's, um, played he's, never, good. he's played good in the structure that they've given him. Yeah, but, so but that's he, the thing. Same is like, as we, Jimmy. Same as Jimmy. Yeah, we talk about it with DMZ all the time. Like, when the Colts have been in, like, on-script offense, he's been good. And anytime they are, like, are off-kilter or they have to rely on the passing game, it's just, like, falling apart. I mean, 6.2 yards for pass attempt over his past seven games. Uh, if the Patriots can just force them into some situations where Wentz has to be the one to beat them, I just don't believe. I don't believe in it. Uh, and, and you talk about, like, the, the surrounding playmakers outside of Jonathan Taylor. There's not really a lot here. Uh, you know, Michael Pittman's a solid player, but then, like, the Patriots can combat him. And it's like, who, who sure. else is making plays for the, the Colts in this game? Uh, Zach Pascal, T.Y. Hilton against this defense. I mean, it's hard for me to like really get on board with that. So uh, I think the Patriots should be favored. So getting the points, I'm just going to take them. Yep. I, uh, that was my, that was my number two. So I am, uh, I am with you. I'm with you there. Uh, so that, so I have, you have the, a three. Yeah. So I have the Rams and the Bengals left are my, are my other two. So Rams uh, minus three and a half minus four at home. Uh, I know the Rams are, are, uh, you know, destroyed by, by COVID not good. I mean, they are, they're one of the teams that's in the middle of the outbreak, which, uh, goes against, uh, the other pick that I made, but the Seahawks are just, they're not just not good and, and missing type. So them missing Tyler Lockett, that's way bigger than any individual guy that's missing for the Rams, right? That's bigger than missing anyone for them other than, Stafford, right? Stafford would be the only guy. I mean, I, I think that for the Seahawks, he is kind of the uh, straw that that stirs the drink. He is the, the only guy who can run deep routes. And he's the guy who has the best chemistry with Russell Wilson. We've seen, uh, you know, a slight resurgence here for Russell Wilson. That's basically been, I mean, entirely dictated by yep. Tyler Lockett getting deep down the field. Um, you know, they're, they're, they got, Rashad Penny here. I mean, it just, it just feels like this is a classic spot where the Rams are, are winning by 10 and maybe, maybe the back door remains open or whatever. And I get, uh, I get owned for, for that, but I, I feel pretty confident in this one. Yeah. I'm just waiting. I probably will get here on this one. When we get to Sunday, I'm just waiting on kind of more Ram stuff. Cause it seems like every day they're one of, they're like the Browns. They, and like, yeah. Well, and this could be terrible. We could get, we could get to Sunday and they could just be, you know, the, the walking freaking dead. Because it opened at seven and it's gone down since they've had so many, uh, you know, COVID guys. But I agree with you that, like, one, Seattle isn't good. And, like, this little mini surge that they're on is not real. Like, it was Washington. So, weeks so ago. false. Yeah. And then losing Lockett's such a big deal. And they and the other receivers are hurt, too. I mean, DK hasn't practiced Monday through 
Thursday. Neither for, neither have Eskridge or Swain. But yeah, Eskridge and Swain, like, haven't been practiced either. So, like, they're hurt. Like, I know DK's going to play. And then also just don't believe that, like, they're going to be able to really run the football here no matter right. what. I mean, the, the Rams have been a great run. And you know they're going to try to anyway. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of people chasing Penny's game last week are going to be really disappointed, especially in DFS this week. Unless, unless he gets – I mean, he could catch, like, nine passes or whatever. Like, I could see that. But Russ has generally not thrown a ton to the running backs. So I don't know, but I mean, that's Penny's Avenue to getting there. And in, in, what's in, your take and not to not, we usually save it for the end of the episode. What's your take on the Rams backfield moving forward? I, I think that um, McVay is going to have the, the, the football guy take that uh, Henderson leaving can, uh, you know, that, that coincided with some of their best results of the season. Um, and I also think that he'll have the same, I, I saw a bunch of real football guys say this stuff in that Monday night game that Sony was getting the tough yards, right? Like, and, mm-hmm. and so that's why he's going to have a role when Henderson gets back. I do think Henderson will still be in there on passing downs. Sony really still does not have any lateral, you know, side to side or even straight line. It's just, he's a, he's a pretty good tough runner. Um, Sony probably gets the goal line work though, which, which feels not great. But certainly I don't think, I don't think Henderson, I don't think it's going to be like the last time he got hurt where he came back and he just got his full normal yeah. rollback. I, I think that Sony is at least, uh, at least like a 70, 30 split between the two guys. Yeah. I've just been asking everyone this week, kind of just get the, all the opinions. I think you can start them both though. I think you can start them both in this spot. Like if you have Sony and you know, you're, you got COVID stuff going on, I think you can start him. And I think if Henderson's been, your running back to all year. I think you just start him too. Like, I don't, I, I, cause I think the Rams will score enough points here, you know? This week, I would be worried, though. Like, if Henderson gets cleared, just because he hasn't been with the team. He hasn't, and he hasn't been practicing. Yeah, his conditioning yeah. could be and off or whatever. We, you know, we talk about these guys that have COVID, you know, coming back. But, like, Amari a couple weeks ago is a great example. Like, remember that some of these guys actually really do get sick, too. And, yeah. you know, you, we don't know how these guys all bounce back. So, I would still be Henderson. Like, I still think it's going to be Sony this week just by, by default, even if Henderson plays because of the just him being out with COVID and not being with the team. Like he, he all install is all Michelle right now. Right. Like everything they're doing is Michelle based in practice. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's tough to say like Henderson's going to be a huge part, even if he one is healthy enough to play or gets cleared and all that stuff, but definitely something to look, look at moving forward. Yep. I am. You, uh, I am. I'm with you there. So you did, you did your two. As the so Patriots? I only have, I only have my number one left. All right, you know, we have different ones. My two is the Packers. Uh, you know, it, it, I just don't. I I, 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 I'm with you. I just cannot be in one of these spots where <laughs> I just I bet against Lamar and he makes me feel like an asshole for doing it. I know you know. I know you know that feeling. Yeah, I mean, who knows if they even play? At yeah, this they've point. been they've been shit though. They the, the Ravens have just been shit. Yeah, it just stinks what happened to our beautiful baby here. Uh, yeah. and it's not all there. Like, just it have just been crushed, man. It's just it's and it's finally caught up to them. Like, it's they just can't. They don't have enough assets uh, on the football field. Uh, they're not calling games well offensively. They don't have the players. And then, I mean, the Packers, like Aaron Rodgers, as much as we, you know, he's killing he's, it, man. He's I mean, killing he's been, it. He's been absolutely fucking yeah. incredible the last three games yeah, and he's gonna destroy this defense like he's absolutely gonna just get a pass funnel defense that doesn't have any back-end assets 
Like yeah, they're the, missing they're missing a bunch of corners. They they made wasn't Jimmy Smith a healthy scratch last week? Like, yeah, Jimmy Smith's a healthy scratch. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, they're down Marlon Humphrey now for the rest of the season. It's just bad. I mean, De- Devontae Adams is good. Devontae Adams could if this game was act ends up being competitive. Competitive. I mean, he could catch 20 passes in this game if they, if they wanted to. If I they think. wanted like, him to. Yeah. <laughs> uh so I mean it's just yeah, and the Packers are playing really well outside of special teams, which you know, maybe they give a couple away like they did to the Bears, but Rodgers is do. playing so well and this defense with the Ra- the back end of the Ravens defense is just hurting so so bad. I mean, I'm just I mean, Rodgers against a team with no corners like feels pretty good. Yeah. But I yeah. just I can't. I I, I also know. there's it hurts well, me. I hate this. Well, no, there's like the little narrative thing that like running quarterbacks all I, and this is like different head coach, different defensive coordinator, but like the the narrative of the running quarterbacks coming in in Lambeau in the cold weather and just owning the Packers, right? Kaepernick did it. Uh, Michael Vick did it like I don't know I mean that that's just that's like institutional memory stuff that is oh yeah uh that's like to, that's like total football guy stuff which I'm uh, hurting now on the Ravens side because I, I do like a team's a team draft with like Warren and Dan and yeah we, it's, it's and it's a thousand dollar pot and it's I took the Ravens with my second pick and you know they were winning those games and like I don't even know if they're gonna win a game the rest of the season looking at their schedule like it's, they actually it's, it's real rough they yeah. actually might not win one more game and I'm like oh like it, it hurts, man, because I'm a fan of Lamar and the Ravens and I'm, I want them to do well, but it's rough. It's really rough right now. Yeah. Uh, all right. So what's your number one? Uh, my number one is the 49ers. Um, just easily just one of these spots where the Falcons are objectively terrible. Uh, they can't move the football. They can't score points. Uh, they're not going to stop the 49ers yeah, they at can't all. Do, they can't do anything. I mean, they, they literally they just cannot do anything. They're, and they're like hanging around the playoffs. Here we are, NFC. Like, you know, this is a, like the they should be in like a rebuild and they're gonna like they're like yep. a fringe playoff team <laughs> yeah. isn't it funny they feel like that right like they feel like they're rebuilding and like they're still the, the falcons being the seven seed would be objectively <laughs> hilarious like hilarious I mean, they can't rush the passer they're last in the NFL in pressure rate they're last in sacks uh it doesn't matter if elijah mitchell plays in this game or not like the 49ers are gonna move up and down the field and we can't count on the falcons to do anything offensively uh, in this game, I actually do. Sh- I actually show this like my stuff should. This shows it should be like twelve. So yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't even know if the Falcons score seventeen points in this game. Uh, the 49ers are just gonna march on them. That's really this is just a short of it. I think they're just gonna dominate this game. Yeah, and I mean the the 49ers' fatal weakness is that Jimmy just turns into a, a turtle on third downs when it's third and long, and that just shouldn't matter at all here. Like, how no. many third and longs are they even gonna be in? You know. We got, we got, uh, what's your, what's your 49ers fan hat take on, on what Debo has turned into the last month? He's got a, uh, an 8% target share in a, like a 25% rushing share. Like what, what is Shanahan doing? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's by necessity, his injury or what, because remember two of these three games. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's had a groin thing. Well, in two or three games, Elijah Mitchell didn't play either. Yep. That that's my take is that, is that he knows that there are no dynamic, like he's got no other dynamic rushers and that Debo is the most dynamic rusher and that yeah, I couldn't he, he feels believe. better about, he feels better about giving, um, you know, Kittle and Ayuk a bunch of targets right now. I mean, my, I, my mind was blown this weekend, this past weekend that people, so people were so willingly ready to go back to Jeff Wilson in DFS, like so heavily when yeah. he's been we talked I think we talked about it last weekend too it's just like he was clearly like hurt and not playing 100 like he's not, clearly just yeah. has no explosiveness and I think that's that ties into the Debo stuff like you said like 
he knows that like there's just no they can't generate any big rushing plays with what they have in their backfield and, and they do control. need some explosive rushing plays like the way the yes. offense is structured because they don't get i mean they're the explosive passing plays are like george kittle after the catch well it's all scheme stuff yeah or kittle running yeah. like it's all created scheme it's not like they're take if you don't see that the 49ers aren't a team that are like running no shots. action and throwing yeah. a 50 yard like throwing a 50 yard bomb like that's not yeah, their, no, that's not how they create their plays and they've needed yeah. to, to oscillate Debo. And then also, too, remember front half of the season, Debo played without George Kittle and without Brandon Ayuk, really. I mean, Brandon Ayuk was he was, Ayuk was just a decoy. But, yeah. like, he's actually playing real football now and involved in the offense uh, right. the past, you know, two months. So all these things are kind of pulling into a direction. But uh, if you go back two weeks ago, they lost to the Seahawks. And I don't think there's uh, – I think there's pretty clear correlation that their worst offensive game came with Debo out of the game. Like, he's – Oh, yeah. He's totally the straw that stirs the drink. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how sticky any of this is. It's just me. It's not really an answer. I don't know because there's been all these other pulling factors that have led to him being in this role. But uh, I don't know how you can pay his price in DFS because he's 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 so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only reason, the only reason to do it would just be because Devonte Adams, Stefan Diggs and Cooper cup are going to be so insanely chalk and Debo can score. Like Debo can score three rushing touchdowns on five carries like that. That's in his range of outcomes. That's really it. But certainly his volume projection is way worse than all. Yeah, I mean, guys. his floor at that price is just, it doesn't exist anymore. I mean, he got nine points last week. Yeah. Um, so my number one, it is, uh, you know, it feels like my like my Cincinnati Bengals right now. I just, <laughs> and I don't, I don't, how are they dogs to Denver? Denver sucks. Denver is so bad. I mean, Denver is kind of like the Eagles. They, they beat up on bad teams and if they get a lead on you, like if they get up 10 or 14, they can really run the ball and, and play solid defense or whatever. But I don't know. I like Teddy has not played well, you know, Fangio is going to call the game about as suboptimally as a game can be called. Like, it just feels like it feels like, I mean, they're, they're one of the least aggressive teams in the NFL in terms of pass rate over expectation in terms of going forward on fourth down and, and things like that. So it just feels, I don't know. It feels like if the Bengals even approach a semi-optimal game plan here, they, they're, they're going to run away with it. I mean, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar chase, they're just, they're, they're unbelievable. And, and, I don't Burrow's got another week to, to heal up from this hand injury. I don't know. I mean, it just, the, the, this, I don't, I don't have like numbers that I run, but the things that I, all the, all the stuff that I look at is like the Broncos are way overachieving with some hilarious wins that we're going to look back and be like, you know, three years from now, we're going to be like, remember the 2021 Broncos and they beat the chiefs and they beat the Cowboys. Like what, what is the deal there? Yeah, and then they get boat raced by the Eagles and lose to Case Keenum. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm with you on the Broncos. Like they're a purgatory team, right? Like they're fine. They're they're, they're the AFC Falcons. They're fine. Like it, yeah, it is they're what fine. it is. <laughs> but yeah, this Zach Taylor last week, man. He's, I've never been so mad. I've never yeah. been so mad at a head coach during a game. Dude, through three quarters, they had 21 runs, 21 passes, six points. Joe Mixon was running for two and a half yards per carry. And the 49ers came in with two missing two cornerbacks in the two starting cornerbacks in the game. Oh, and I'm just so like, I'm, I'm dying inside. I'm like literally dying inside. Like, what is happening? Like, uh, 
And then I mean, look, I can I can forgive a loss to the 49ers, <laughs> right? I mean, like sure they didn't do it optimally, but the 49ers at least have talented players on both sides of the ball. Um, and the Broncos have talented players too, but they're so hamstrung by their quarterback. I, I saw this tweet the other day. I can't remember who did it. That Corlin Sutton is sixth on the team in targets since he signed his massive extension. He's got fewer targets than uh, than my guy Alberto Kuebunum since uh, since he signed his extension. Which is, I mean, that's just hilarious 20, to me. He has twenty targets uh, since what? Like week since week eight, he has twenty targets. <laughs> And he's out there. He's running a route. Like it's funny as like they're not rotating these guys. Like people like he's 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 running the most routes. He's out the there. Yep. <laughs> he's getting he's all that cardio is in. Um, yeah, they turn wow. they turn Cortland Sutton into Chris Hogan. They don't even like take a deep shot with him. Like, hey, just like no. what how about we just do like a token 40 yard pass to, to Cortland Sutton to see like how it looks maybe he catches the 50-50 ball, right? Like right. nope. Nah, we're not not into that at all. Uh it's rough. I mean, because that, that offense. I mean, maybe next year it changes, right? Because I think they will be aggressive and trying to get a, a quarterback, and they could have had one this year as good as probably people are like, well, Patrick Sertain is, is really good. It's like, well. Man, they could have had. Could have Justin Fields or Mac They could have had Justin Fields, though. I mean, not, 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 that, Fangio, not that Fangio would have had, um, you know, any I clue what to do with him either. Like, nah. not like, not like this team – would have like he would have been similarly bad but at least at least fields wouldn't be throwing to demir bird and marquise goodwin they'd be throwing to jerry judy and no offense that's Portland the problem Sutton. right like with you because like vic fangio is not gonna get fired uh so like they have to get a quarterback that's such an alpha that like he runs the offense so if they get like another guy that's like teddy or a rookie like they're just gonna keep doing this like Fangio is going to have his thumb. Like you need like an alpha quarterback. That's like, that just like he runs the offense for it to really change and open up all these guys. There's too much talent here. Javante Williams, Jerry, Judy, Tim Patrick, Quentin Sutton, uh, Albert O, Noah fan. Like this team should be fun as hell. It should be fun as hell. And they're boring and they're just vanilla. And it, it, they're not any fun on any level. Yeah, no, they're, uh, they're, they're not, they are, they are, um, they're no good. Who, who, who needs that? Yeah. Um, so there we are. DFS this weekend. I mean, it's just a nightmare, dude. It's like, it's like, what do you do? I have no like concrete stuff right now, obviously, because we're recording this Friday morning and just trying to figure out if one we're like, who the hell is going to play like at this point, like, and we, and we talked about it before the show a little bit, just, you know, in, in jest, but it's like, we're, we're not, it's not even the COVID stuff too. It's the injury stuff. Like is Leonard Fournette going to play is uh, JD McKissick going to play is Elijah Mitchell going to play is Terry McLaurin going to play is what Rams running backs are going to, is Terry Daryl Henderson going to play? Like we're still waiting on all this in, injury stuff too, to like figure out what is Jalen hurts going to play. Like is Jalen hurts going to play. Yeah. Like there's just all injury stuff too. So it's like outside of like Cooper cup and Devontae Adams are in obvious smash spots and everyone's going to play them. Like it's really tough to Adams. Adams will be <laughs> less owned than cup, which I think is, is you, play interesting. It's not yeah, you can play them both. Yeah. You can play them both. Yeah. To, to, uh, Cup, Devontae Adams, Dev- uh, and then oh, uh, Devontae Parker. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just, you, you, just can, double, you just double Devontae it? Yeah, double Devontae. Because the other thing this, this slate has going for it right now, too, is that all of the good running back plays aren't on it. I mean, yep. you had Saturday, Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb are playing. We just had Austin Eckler play on Thursday. Dalvin Cook and David Montgomery play on Monday night. Uh, yep. Sunday night uh, – uh Sunday night Leonard Fournette or if maybe not Leonard Fournette plays oh, Alvin Kamara. Imagine imagine Alvin Kamara. imagine Ronald Jones 
getting there in the first week of the fantasy football playoffs. Yeah. We love to see it. But Alvin Kamara's on Sunday night. So it's like, even if you were to like say like, yeah, I feel good about like, I just going to play some running back time. The main slate, the top two running backs are Najee it's Harris Najee. and Joe Mixon. Like yep. who's excited to pay top dollar for those guys? I can see it on Mixon. I can see, I can see Mixon, you know, I mean, he can outscore. Yeah, I mean, he's Adams. got, because he's had spike weeks and so has Najee too, but it's like, yeah, Najee they're not, they're not even throwing matchup. it. They're not even throwing it to Najee anymore. Which well, they don't throw weird. it to Mixon either, which is frustrating. Like, yeah. So, I mean, it's that paired with the amount of injuries. Oh, and the Cardinals thing, like with James Conner's out, like, all right. So if James Conner's out and Chase Edmonds comes back against the Lions, then like, here's another. And, and, like, James, and James Robinson is going to be stone chalk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, no I mean, it's just that for me. So, so we're just waiting, uh, um, waiting to see, gather information the rest of the day. Uh, I'll be building a lot of my lineups tomorrow. And, and my, in. I think my thing is, I think Dallas double stacks look good. We talked about it mm-hmm. picking games earlier, but just like, and, and the take I had last week that did not come to fruition was Pollard being out actually might make them a little bit more pass heavy because Zeke is not going to get it done as a rusher, but they just completely shut it down. And they gave Corey Clement 15 touches. Well, he remember it was twenty four nothing at the half. I think Corey Klein only had three touches in the first. And half. they they had a defensive touchdown too, if yeah. I remember correctly. And they had a defensive touchdown. So I do actually do like the Dallas side uh, for DFS, especially on Fanduel because Dak is the same price as Tua. Uh, wow. Yeah. And two and two man people will play Tua. Yeah. No. No. Tua's gonna be and Tua is gonna be kind of like probably probably popular. Well, he's gonna be he's gonna be um he's gonna be more popular, popular on DK. On, on DK. Yeah. Because you get you could play him with cheap Devontae Parker and you can play Gasecki now if you want if you want to if you want to run a double. Do you, you uh to, but... do you have a do you have a read on uh do, do you think Albert Wilson because Albert Wilson was was getting a bigger role anyway I I kind of think Albert Wilson might play that super low a well I, I feel pretty confident actually he's gonna play that super low a dot um Jalen Waddle role yeah so the I do too the, the problem is just like it's a snap count thing with him uh you know even even before the Devontae Parker came back that last game he was hardly playing he was getting targets still but when you look at the construct of this Miami offense and especially this is another team we need to talk like they're right who the hell knows what running back they're gonna have dress on Sunday at this point uh right but they've swerved into just basically like running like an all like the offense to Iran and Alabama. It's like all RPO stuff, but without the downfield shots because nobody can get open down for the he, the he has the NFL record for highest completion percentage in a month. Yeah. So it's everything low RPO. Uh, he's now used play action because as a function of the RPO game, a league high 43% of his dropbacks. Um, way ahead of everybody. Uh, he's now third in the NFL in RPO pass attempts and sixth in uh, points above expectation on the RPO pass attempts. So like this offense isn't going to change. And that's the one like thing And Devontae Parker is just so cheap. Like who cares? But like Devontae Parker, like actually doesn't really fit to like what they're doing from like a target funnel stance. Right. Not that kind of receiver. So I could see Albert Wilson, like just filling in for Waddle and kind of operating in, in that role uh, for sure. So you and I, we are playing in the fantasy football playoffs against each other. We are, uh, oh, are we, we are, yeah, in the that Roto World League that we've done okay, forever, okay. Um, and you got you got the nineteen ball from from Eckler last night. I didn't uh, know if I was gonna get it. I mean, uh, it was I, sketchy. I just lost. I just lost uh, Waddle and Odell to the COVID list. So you're you're you a had, and this here. is a team. This is a team you had CMC, correct? Yeah, I had the number one pick, and I started uh, McCaffrey, Kittle, CD. Oh, you have Kittle. He's balling though. 
I went, I started, uh, I started 0 and 5 and won nine games in a row. Woo. You Woo. love to see it. I'm in so many leagues. Like, I don't know what anyone else's team yeah. is doing. Like, I'm no, just like, I, I, I'm just, I like... just happened, I just happened to pull it up this morning <laughs> oh, so, that nice, I could, nice. uh, so that I could pick up Duke Johnson, uh, which is what you, we were just talking about Miami. It just made me think of it. Um, yeah. Like, who are we going to play? I mean, I definitely have holes on that team too. Like, I have, uh, well, I have Mike Evans in the, you're, uh, I mean, you're RU starting, you're starting David Johnson. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fantasy. Football. I mean, you guys are David Johnson or Steve Johnson. This is what week I, 15 I started. I started. Are, baby. I started Rex Burkhead last week. <laughs> yeah, this is where we are. This uh, is where we are. This is where we are, especially with the climate uh, that we're in in terms of injuries and COVID. Uh, and we just hope. For the I, I do think, by the way, if all these Miami Dolphins running backs are out, my my bad take of the week is that Duke Johnson is actually like a really good pickup because I don't think they will give Dokes or the guy. Well, Dokes is out the, now. He's on the COVID list, too. Yeah, he just went yesterday. So that is <laughs> amazing. I, I mean, I think Duke Johnson might get 25 touches against the Jets is basically the uh, the premise of that play. And what's really I mean, the difference between Duke Johnson and Miles Gaskin? Not really. I, I mean, I've we've long said like long asked that question internally. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Tell the people, send them, send them to the right spots, bud. Uh, yeah sharpfootballanalysis.com you can find the worksheet all my stuff over there uh we're winding down the season but yeah listen playoff dfs takes they're all over there uh you, you can find me picking games with davis uh friday friday's here bang bang all right everyone lord reeves sharp football analysis and uh we'll be back next week hopefully with um some new covid rules figured out or something i don't know i don't know how much longer i can keep doing this pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.